Welcome to NASA Edge, an inside and outside look at all things NASA. Today we're joined by SciFly Project Manager Jennifer Inman. Uh, before we get started, Jennifer, please tell me how are you and your family coping with these stay-at-home conditions? Hi Franklin, uh, it's good to hear your voice and good to be with you guys today. Um, thank you for asking, it's, uh, it's stressful. Um, I'm fortunate to have a husband who's managing the house wonderfully and my kids have been great about it, but yeah, it's not easy. I'm, I'm grateful to have a job that I can still be productive working remotely. I know that there are a lot of people that aren't in that position, so we're hanging in there. How are you doing? Ah, well, Jennifer, we are, are doing pretty good. Um, I am also blessed to have a, a wife who is holding down the household, and she is right now with the kids while we're doing this uh, interview. So um, I'm happy uh, because, believe it or not, they would be in my face right now. So, um, <laughs> uh, but let's talk about SciFly. Uh, for those out there who don't know what SciFly is, can you, can you give some insight on it? Absolutely. Um, first, acronyms. Uh, we're good at those at NASA. Uh, SciFly stands for the Scientifically Calibrated In-Flight Imagery Team. And we're a small team spread across the agency, but mostly headquartered at NASA Langley in Virginia. Our team captures imagery of spaceflight vehicles, both during testing and during operational flights. We're trying to extract engineering quality data sets from the images that we capture. I was out with your team in Houston last year, and we worked with one particular you know, vehicle to actually get this imagery. Can you tell us about those different techniques you use to get the imagery? Absolutely. We have both um, ground-based and airborne platforms, and we are working on sea-based platforms as well. You're talking about the WB-57, which is an airborne platform based out of Ellington Field in Texas, and they've got a state-of-the-art imaging package that affixes to the nose cone of the aircraft, and it has a, a gimbal mount that allows it to track and pivot, and it's got both visible and infrared sensors. Um, so we can do things um, like extract temperature information, calibrated thermal maps of the heat shield of vehicles, uh, things like that during re-entry. And we also have a state-of-the-art contractor team of ground-based imaging assets that not only can get visible and infrared imagery, but can get hyperspectral imaging. So we can get information about the, the chemical species that are present in an image. That's great for vehicle health monitoring. Now, SciFly has been working with SpaceX on the upcoming DM2 launch. How were you instrumental in the you know, research and development of that testing and how important is it to the mission? Oh, sure. We're really excited about Demo 2 coming up uh, just next week, um, depending on when this airs. Uh, so May 27th is our currently targeted launch date. Hopefully that holds. And I'm really excited about the fact that we're finally, as a nation, going to be launching astronauts from US soil again um, for the first time since the end of the shuttle era. So we're gonna have people on this capsule, but we've done a lot of cooperation through the commercial crew program with both our Boeing and SpaceX partners. And in this case, Demo2 is a SpaceX mission, and we've been working hard to get the data that our parachute analysts need, both at SpaceX and at NASA, to certify the parachute system for human flight-rated parachutes. Parachutes turned out to be a much harder aspect of certifying a human-rated spacecraft than I would have thought, personally. But we're not talking about skydiving 
We're talking about bringing a spacecraft back from the International Space Station and needing to slow it down from more than Mach 20 when it re-enters. So there have been a long series of tests, starting with subsystem testing um, all the way up through full-scale tests that we've been part of for the last two years. It's been an intense period for our team, back-to-back-to-back uh, -to -back -to -back operations. We'll be doing an observation when Crew Dragon returns from Space Station at the end of its mission. Uh, before Demo 2, we're going to have the WP-57 on a hot standby. And that means they'll be ready to get airborne and go get imagery of the parachutes if for any reason Crew Dragon needs to return to Earth earlier than planned. Now, SciFly didn't just pop up with uh, in the past couple of years. You've been around and, and have done imagery for the shuttle program. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Most definitely. Um, before I joined the team, it was called HiTherm. And HiTherm arose out of the Columbia accident investigation and the return to flight effort, led by Tom Horvath, our principal investigator. He had an idea, what if we took the thermal imaging tools that we had in our hypersonic wind tunnel facilities here at NASA Langley, where we were able to extract calibrated thermal maps from wind tunnel models. And what if we took that technique and adapted it and upscaled it so that we could get the same kind of data from vehicles in flight? So the HiTherm team imaged uh, seven of the last nine shuttle missions. Uh, they got calibrated thermal maps on those missions. And on several of those, the space shuttle program replaced one of the normal shuttle tiles with a tile that had a protuberance. So it's kind of like a speed bump that stuck out into the flow. So during those HiTherm missions, we intentionally created a wedge of gas where the flow is turbulent and therefore where the heating on the surface was above the baseline heating level. And by measuring what the temperature was due to that augmented heating, the team was able to look at what CFD, what computational fluid dynamics indicated the augmented temperature should be, and then to iterate to say, are our tools predicting accurately the types of temperatures we see in flight? And to improve the tools until they match what we saw in flight data. Our wind tunnels are fantastic and we can get a lot of really critical data for spaceflight vehicles, um, but we can't match all of the conditions perfectly in flight. So there's no substitute for getting in-flight imagery and, and these engineering data sets to inform the way that we extrapolate from wind tunnel testing and to improve our computational tools going forward. Well, Jennifer, it's great to hear all of the uh, wonderful uh, research that you're doing with SciFly, and uh, we thank you for being with us here today. Thank you so much, Franklin. It's been great talking to you. And I look forward to uh, tuning in with the rest of the country to watch Demo 2 launch and a couple months later to bring them home safely. That sounds great. We'll be joining you for that. You're watching NASA Edge, an inside and outside look at all things NASA.